0: Our sermon text for today comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord, and in his mighty power put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray That I may declare it fearlessly as I should. This is the Word of God for the people of God. God. Paul writes this passage talking about the armor of God with a soldier on either side of him, so it's not too hard for him to see what the armor of a Roman soldier looks like. Paul is in prison, and prison for him would not have looked like what we think of, where you're put in a cell and the doors are locked. For Paul, he may have been in a house, he may have been in something a little bit more substantial, but his real prison was being tied to or shackled to two Roman soldiers one on each side and so this is what Paul is doing and so he decides to look at what's going on in his life and see what God can teach us from that so he's talking about the armor of God and the first thing he tells us about putting on the armor is that we need to practice now when you join the military They don't say, okay, here's your gun, here's your helmet, here's all of your stuff, now go off to war. The first thing they do is they get you together with a bunch of other people who have not a clue what they're doing and they teach you how to march. What does that have to do with anything? And what I found out in marching is everybody has to take the same length of step. That's why you practice. And that's okay for you tall guys. (laughs) But for us little guys, that's not so easy. It's a 30-inch step. Well, My legs aren't even 30 inches long. (laughs) I buy a size 30 pants, and I have to roll them up. So the first thing they do is teach you how to work together. And then they teach you how not to be a civilian anymore and how to think in a military way. So Paul understands that those two guys that are next to him have been trained. They're not like everyone else, and they know how to use those things which they have been given. So Paul takes each piece of their armor and turns it in to teaching us how to live a Christian life. The first thing he tells us to do is practice. Practice using those things that you have been given. Now let's take a look at what we've been given. With the belt of truth buckled around your waist... Truth. There is only one truth. It's God's truth. Now, in our society today, people try to tell us that there's all kinds of different truths. That's not new. That's not new at all. That's been coming around and around and around again and again since pretty near the beginning of the world. You may have heard of a guy named Socrates who told us about how we could understand truth. And then it just keeps going over and over again. The problem is, if truth keeps changing, is it really truth? So the only thing that doesn't change is the truth of God. So that's what holds everything together. It's what holds all of the rest of our armor together because the rest of our armor isn't any good if it's flopping all over the place. As I said I've just been writing a Bible study on David and the story of David and Goliath Saul puts his armor on David who's a young boy probably about 15 Saul is a full-grown man probably close to six feet tall and the armor doesn't fit. David can barely walk let alone fight Goliath. So we need to practice with what we've been given. We need to understand how to use it and how it works. So the most important thing in our armor is understanding that the Word of God is truth. And the armor won't work if we don't believe that God's word is truth. The next thing is the breastplate. Now this is the piece of armor that goes over the trunk of your body, probably about from the waist to the shoulder, all the way across to protect your vital organs. Very important. If somebody puts a hole in your heart, things don't work. But that's the truth of our spiritual life also. If we allow Satan to cause us to question God, to lose our first love, our love of God, because things aren't going our way, then we have a problem. So we have this breastplate. The breastplate of righteousness. And righteousness means to be right with God. To live a life that is right with God. So that's the next thing that's important for us. First of all, that God's truth is the only truth. Second of all, that our righteousness is from God and it's been given to us. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to do anything to get righteousness. Our righteousness is received from God and we're made to be right with God. Hey there. So God has given us a righteousness. We're no longer under the power of Satan. And so what is vital to living, our vital life, is protected by the righteousness of God We're made right in God's eyes. One of the things we very seldom think about when we think about armor is our feet. If you don't have a good set of boots in the military, you're not going to be doing much for long. It's just like if you're going to be running a marathon you probably don't want to be doing it in a set of work boots you want to have the right equipment for your feet and so we as Christians are provided with footwear the gospel of peace the gospel is good news it's what we share with other people so of course What do you have footwear for? What do you have boots for? So you can walk, so you can move. So the next part of our armor is the idea that we're not supposed to just stand still. We're supposed to be moving with what we've got from God, with the message of Jesus Christ, to give that to other people. Christianity is not meant for everybody to just come in here and listen and then go home and not do anything with what we've heard Christianity is meant to be lived outside of the building therefore the footwear is vital to our situation to our job as Christians in addition to this take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one, of Satan. Now, we know that Satan knows each one of us and knows exactly what it is that triggers us. What is it that gets you upset and causes you to struggle? Each one of us, for each of us, it's different. For me, and I've told you before, it's those people who are out there on the road who haven't been trained by me. They just don't understand how to drive. Well, there's a lot of other things that frustrate me these days. But Satan knows what it is in our lives that causes us to struggle. What causes us to make wrong decisions. And so he's always shooting these here, Paul calls it darts. He's talking about this shield. And that's another reason why I picked the hickory nut this morning. Because the outside of a hickory nut is soft. Not real soft. It's kind of hard, but you can easily chew it off. Anybody want to try? I have a couple more in my bag. (laughs) But then once you get through that, then it's hard. And that's exactly what a Roman shield is like. Now, oftentimes we think of a Roman shield as being round. The Roman shield wasn't round, it was rectangular. It was about two feet wide by about four feet long. And what they learned to do was to interlock their shields together and actually make a solid wall, which is why the Romans were so difficult to defeat. But this shield had two layers on it. The outside layer was a layer of soft wood. A a layer that the arrow would go into and then underneath that was a harder wood that would actually stop the arrow from going through. So when the arrow went into the soft wood and got stuck in the harder wood, the softer wood would actually put out the fire. So it wasn't a problem. And it wouldn't bounce off and hit the guy next to you. It would go into the shield and stay there. So this shield doesn't deflect things onto other people. It stops the attacks of Satan on you. But the wonderful thing about our shields as Christians is they also protect one another. When the Roman army interlocked their shields, it was not only in the front, but they had it all worked out that the guys along the front would interlock their shield to the front and then the second and third rows would put their shields on the top so that you, it was like a turtle shell. And they were protected from anything that would come at them and that's one of the things we need to remember about Christianity we are not alone this is a battle we're not fighting on our own it's a battle that we're fighting with one another and we can support one another we can help one another we can pray for one another because that's also part of what Paul tells us that we're to do the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit why is the helmet important yes it protects your head yes it protects your brain so in a battle it's a good thing to have a helmet that's going to protect you why is that important for us spiritually because we need to understand that this armor is real we need to understand that God is real If you don't believe in God's truth, if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe that God is capable of saving you, protecting you, providing for you, how in the world can you live a Christian life? So one of the most important things to understand is who God is and what God has for us and what he means for us to be able to do. Sometimes I think we overthink things, especially when it comes to God. One of the best things to remember about God and his scripture and his teachings is it's not supposed to be hard. Don't overthink it. Believe that God loves you and cares for you and he's provided you with all that you need. It's when we start to overthink things or actually think we're smarter than God that we run into problems. So the helmet of salvation reminds us, I'm saved. I'm one of God's children. There's nothing Satan can say that can take that away from me. There's nothing that Satan can do that will take that away from me. Sometimes we need to be reminded of that. This last year was a time when I think we needed to keep reminding ourselves, hey, God's still in charge. God is still here. God is still God. Remember that. And that's why the helmet of salvation is so important. The sword of the Spirit. Now a sword has two purposes. And the sword they're talking about here of the Roman soldier is the small sword he would wear on his side. It's for defense, but it's also for attacking. So we need to remember that the word of God gives us the ability not only to protect ourselves, not only to answer those things that Satan is throwing at us, but also to attack back at Satan. We can say to Satan, just as Jesus said, get behind me, I'm done with you. We have the ability to do that through the blood of Jesus Christ that flows over us. We are God's people. Satan has no power over us. So we need to remember that. It's God's word that provides us with what we need to protect ourselves but also to cast Satan aside. Now, that's a continual thing. Continually fighting with Satan. That's what we need to continually do. And the most important thing about the Word is that you know it. Placing your Bible on your coffee table in the living room is a great idea. It's an even better idea to pick it up and read it once in a while. In fact, every day. To see what it is that God has for you. To learn what it is that God has for you to understand. Get involved in a time of study in the Bible. Go to Bible study. Go to Sunday school class. Grow in your faith. Learn how to use that sword. Because if you don't learn how to use it, it isn't going to help you. We need to understand how to use it. I remember in the military, on a submarine, you have three kinds of weapons for us to use. A 45, we had M-14s, not that I was in that long ago. But they wouldn't allow us to have anything bigger than that, or M-16s and then a 12-gauge shotgun, which was the most important thing in a submarine, because you could just point it down the passageway, and it hit everything. Now, we had a guy in our submarine who stood topside watch, and they had to qualify every year on these weapons. Now, with a 12-gauge shotgun, double-aught buck, which has a huge spread, he would say they would say at 25 yards you have to hit the target we had a guy it took him four times to be able to qualify at 25 yards he couldn't even hit a target with a shotgun he didn't grow up shooting so he would and he would hit the ground ten feet in front of him so he had to practice and he had to learn and he had to be able to use it and finally he passed. That's the way we need to be. We need to continue to be able to use the weapons that God has given us so that we can use them efficiently, so that we can use them to do the job that we're called to do. Pray. Pray constantly. Pray always. Why prayer is important because prayer is what connects us to god one of the most frustrating things that i had have heard over the past few years and i'm glad they did away with it was an army of one talk about the most stupid idea in the world there's no such thing as an army of one one of the most important things about the army Is that you're all doing the same thing you're all connected I understand what they were trying to say but you all have to be going in the same direction you all have to be doing the same things so if we're going to be the people of God doing the will of God shouldn't we be talking to God shouldn't we be connected to God So that God can tell us what it is he would have us to do. That's why prayer is important. Prayer also connects us to one another. It reminds us that we are connected. That we are an army. That we are God's people. Pray for one another. Share one another's needs. Lift one another up. It's time that we came together as a people. It's time that we joined together as the army of God. We've got work to do. There are people who need to hear about Jesus Christ. There are people who are under attack from Satan. We have all that we need to protect ourselves and one another. The army works when the army is connected to the leader, and our leader is God. He's provided us with everything that we need, so let us put on the armor of God that we may be God's army. Amen.